A reading from the book of Exodus. The Lord said to Moses, Go down at once to your people, whom you brought out of the land of Egypt, for they have become depraved. They have soon turned aside from the way I pointed out to them, making for themselves a molten calf and worshiping it, sacrificing to it, and crying out, This is your God, O Israel, who brought you out of the land of Egypt. I see how stiff-necked this people is, continued the Lord to Moses. Let me alone then, that my wrath may blaze up against them, to consume them. Then I will make of you a great nation. But Moses implored the Lord his God, saying, Why, O Lord, should your wrath blaze up against your own people, whom you brought out of the land of Egypt with such great power and with so strong a hand? Remember your servants Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, and how you swore to them by your own self, saying, I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky, and all this land that I promised, I will give your descendants as their perpetual heritage. So the Lord relented in the punishment he had threatened to inflict on his people. The word of the Lord.
A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to Timothy. Beloved, I am grateful to him who has strengthened me, Christ Jesus our Lord, because he considered me trustworthy in appointing me to the ministry. I was once a blasphemer and a persecutor and arrogant, but I've been mercifully treated because I acted out of ignorance in my unbelief. Indeed, the grace of our Lord has been abundant, along with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. This saying is trustworthy and deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Of these, I am the foremost, but for that reason I was mercifully treated, so that in me as the foremost, Christ Jesus might display all his patience as an example for those who would come to believe in him for everlasting life. To the King of Ages, incorruptible, invisible, the only God, honor and glory forever and ever, amen. The word of the Lord. With you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to listen to Jesus, but the Pharisees and scribes began to complain, saying, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. So to them he addressed this parable. What man among you, having a hundred sheep and losing one of them, would not leave the ninety-nine in the desert and go after the lost one until he finds it? And when he does find it, he sets it on his shoulders with great joy, and upon his arrival home, he calls together his friends and neighbors and says to them, Rejoice with me, because I have found my lost sheep. I tell you, in just the same way, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents 
than over 99 righteous people who have no need of repentance? Or what woman, having ten coins and losing one, would not light a lamp and sweep the house, searching carefully until she finds it? And when she does find it, she calls together her friends and neighbors and says to them, Rejoice with me, because I have found the coin that I lost. In just the same way, I tell you, there will be rejoicing among the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Then he said, A man had two sons, and the younger son said to his father, Father, give me the share of your estate that should come to me. So the father divided the property between them. After a few days, the younger son collected all his belongings and set off to a distant country where he squandered his inheritance on a life of dissipation. When he had freely spent everything, a severe famine struck the country, and he found himself in dire need. So he hired himself out to one of the local citizens who sent him to his farm to tend the swine, and he longed to eat his fill of the pods on which the swine fed, but nobody gave him any. Coming to his senses, he thought, how many of my father's hired workers have more than enough food to eat? But here I am dying from hunger. I shall get up and go to my father, and I shall say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. Treat me as you would treat one of your hired workers. So he got up and went back to his father. While he was still a long way off, his father caught sight of him and was filled with compassion. He ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. His father said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. But his father ordered his servants, quickly, Bring the finest robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Take the fattened calf and slaughter it. Then let us celebrate with a feast, because this son of mine was dead and has come to life again. He was lost and has been found. Then the celebration began. Now the older son, who had been out in the field and on his way back, as he neared the house, he heard the sound of music and dancing. He called one of the servants and asked what this might mean. The servant said to him, Your brother has returned, and your father has slaughtered the fattened calf, because he has him back safe and sound. He became angry, and when he refused to enter the house, his father came out and pleaded with him. He said to his father in reply, Look, all these years I served you, and not once did I disobey your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat to feast on with my friends. But when your son returns, who swallowed up all your property with prostitutes, for him you slaughter the fattened calf. 
He said to him, My son, you are here with me always. Everything I have is yours. But now we must celebrate and rejoice, because your brother was dead and has come back to life. He was lost and has been found. The Gospel of the Lord. grateful that this afternoon I'm going to be able to leave and start a retreat in Denmark, Wisconsin at the Carmelite House for Priests. An annual retreat is always refreshing for all of us priests. And I remember in a special way this morning, a retreat I made began on this day 21 years ago. I was at the retreat house that Father Benedict Grishel established in New York, and we had just begun the retreat Monday morning, about eight of us priests there. And in came the, one of the priests on the staff, Father Eugene. He said, man, pray, an airliner has flown into the Twin Towers. And at first we thought this is an accident. And then a few minutes later, he came in again and he said, a second plane has flown into the Twin Towers. This is an accident. And they began to see an amazing portrayal of the darkness of human evil inspired by the devil, and in contrast, the mercy of God and all those who would try to save lives. In the days coming, it was an amazing thing because that morning, after hearing about the planes hitting the towers, I went out for a walk. Beautiful day, blue skies, sunshine, and I could look across Long Island Sound and see the smoke rising from where the towers had been. The only aircraft in the sky was an F-16 patrolling the area. But in the days to come, again, it, it showed how terrible uh, cooperating with the devil and evil can bring devastation, suffering, but how beautiful the heroic bravery of first responders, firemen, policemen, ordinary citizens sacrificing, both things happening. And so the Lord is reminding us in the scriptures today of his great mercy in the face of evil, his great mercy to help each one of us grow closer to him. We all know the prodigal son story, I think, but it's good to highlight several details that help us see deeper. First of all, we can see kind of a representation of that gift of free will God has given all of us. The father, at the son's request, gives him his inheritance. The son is asking for something that normally would consider his father to be dead because he wouldn't receive your inheritance till he had passed away. But he's treating his father that way and the father allows it, lets him go off on his journey, but he also lets him experience the consequences of his choice, which God always allows us. But then we see in another detail that's important, after the son is suffering a while, he says, coming to his senses, he realizes it's better to go home. Coming to his senses. That could represent for us 
at gift of conscience, where our conscience can be awakened to see the poor choices we've made, the call of the Lord to come home. And so every time we listen to our conscience, examine it, listen to God's voice, we can come to our senses and return to the Lord. When the son is on his way back, what's powerful is we see the father has been watching for him all the time. Doesn't even let the son reach the front porch, but he runs out to meet his son. And in the ancient world, for an elder to run was beneath their dignity, but it chose the father so humble, running out to meet his son. Doesn't even let him finish his confession, but he puts on him all the signs of sonship because he sees his son returning. The Father is always waiting for each of us to turn to him. No matter how badly we may turn away or lose sight, he's always waiting, watching for us, calling us back to himself. And then we see again that as the younger son receives those signs of sonship, when his elder brother hears he's back, he's not happy at what's happened, how the father is being so merciful. And we begin to see how the elder son is, hasn't really got a good relationship with his father nor with his brother. He has anger, he needs to forgive. And we know that unforgiveness can really block us living in God's mercy. We need to be able to forgive so we can be forgiven. And the Lord wants to remind us always that we're not just servants or slaves, we're beloved sons and daughters. And when we turn to the Lord, we come back to him, we can be renewed in that true identity, sons and daughters. So to come and listen to God's word again today, to recognize the infinite power of God's mercy, greater than all the sins of the world, and even devastating things like 9-11. So it's good for us to think about, ask yourself, how often do you go to confession? How often do you make that journey to the Father to receive his grace, even for lesser sins? I always encourage people at maybe a monthly confession. It's a great spiritual habit. And then think about, too, not only where do I need forgiveness, but is there someone I need to forgive? Is there someone I need to hand over to the Lord so I'm not caught in unforgiveness? Tomorrow I'll be able to celebrate the anniversary of my priestly ordination 36 years ago. And over all the years, next to the Eucharist, I love celebrating the God's mercy and confession, not only as a penitent myself, but as a confessor, I love being able to be a channel of God's mercy. So the Lord's reminding us of how he wants to pour that mercy into our hearts. How he wants to help us be channels of mercy in a very broken world. Let's turn to the Lord with confidence and know our Father is waiting for us, calling us all closer to home. <laughs> 